On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports fan perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, January 4th. Ian Cameron with you, as you should have expected. Uh, you know I don't miss shows. Very rarely ever do I miss a show. Uh, no uh, booster vaccine that I got earlier today was going to keep me down. Uh, so here I am. I'm ready. I'm feeling good. Uh, ready for a Tuesday card. Especially I didn't want to miss a show today. We've got one of our bigger NHL slates in some time. I mean, eight games uh, on the card. And that's in spite of two of the games being postponed. So uh, it is a very uh, heavy uh, schedule tonight in the NHL. And looking forward to it. We're also looking forward to having Jimmy Murphy back. It's been a while since we've seen our good friend Jimmy. Uh, he's uh, been uh, beaten up a little bit the last couple of weeks, uh, but he is feeling better, uh, at least functional, good enough to join us here today, and it's good to see uh, Jimmy. Good to see that hat, too, at his uh, back <laughs> on the show as well, uh, the famous Jimmy Murphy hat as well. Uh, Jimmy, it is really good to see you. Uh, happy New Year. Uh, looking forward to a great 2022, and it's uh, great to have you back on the Ice Guys, finally. Yeah, yeah, great to be back, man. I missed it a lot. I'll tell you that. And I, you know, I miss obviously everybody in the chat room there. And uh, obviously, you and Alex. And of course, I send my best out to Alex. Uh, I know what he's going through is a lot worse than what I experienced uh, with COVID. But, um, you know, and, and look forward to seeing Andrew as well. But yeah, it's been, it's been an adventure, man. It's, uh, you know, it's like we're living in some twilight zone, but we're, we're going to get through it and we just got to keep on plugging. We sure do. Uh, that's exactly right. Uh, we got to plug through personal issues. We got to plug through health issues. We got to plug through handicapping a hockey card where you're not sure who's going to be in and out uh, on a daily basis. So uh, a lot of issues definitely to uh, deal with. Before we get to tonight's card, and we're, we've got Andrew just joining in uh, the show right now as we speak, we'll look back quickly on last night. It was just because it was a marquee game. It was only one game, but it was a pretty good game on paper. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Rangers, and the struggles continue for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, uh, another defeat for them. It's been a rough uh, res resumption of play for them coming out of the Christmas break. Uh, that's now four losses here uh, on the road for the Edmonton Oilers since play resumed. Uh, St. Louis, New Jersey, the New York Islanders, and then last night uh, against the New York Rangers. And you know, that wasn't a terribly played hockey game by Edmonton, not by any stretch of the imagination. You know, they had their chances. They uh, had moments where they were really, really making the Ranger defense work. But, hey, they ran into Alexander Georgiev on a bad night. Uh, Alexander Georgiev was terrific in net, and the Rangers just capitalized on the chances they did, and the Oilers didn't. And you could kind of sense that maybe this was not going to go Edmonton's way very early on because they had a couple of really good shifts to start the game when it was scoreless, and they were carrying the play. They were in the New York zone. And, and then next thing you know, Miko Koskinen out of the net, misplays the puck, mishandles it, leads to a wide open pass in front 
uh, to Alexi Lafreniere, and there's it is in the back of the net off a miscue uh, by the goaltender. One uh, nothing right away, and you can sense that wow, Edmonton's had a nice start, and here they are down one nothing. That's what they've got to show for it. So you could kind of sense right there it was not an ominous way to begin, and the Oilers clearly never recovered from that. Uh, they made it two one, but the Rangers power play struck. Chris Kreider with the goal, and then the four uh, one uh, eventual win for the uh, New York Rangers. And look. People have solved Edmonton in terms of if we stay out of the penalty box, we got a damn good chance to beat this team. They are not drawing any penalties. I said that yesterday. What's happened here? Edmonton's not drawing penalties. They're not getting power play opportunities. And we're finding out that when they don't get them, they're not scoring and they're not winning. And and that's Mm -hmm. the issue right now. Five-on-five play has to uh, improve a lot. Dave Tippett's getting frustrated now. Uh, He was very, very pointed with his remarks about Miko Koskinen's gaffe. Uh, last night in that game saying a brutal mistake and it was a brutal mistake he's right he's 100 percent right but i gotta criticize dave tippett for one thing here he can't wait to rip Mikko koskinen for that mistake publicly in the press conference last night it was a brutal mistake he deserves to be criticized you can't you gotta handle the puck better than that but i'd like to hear him say something negative about his bosom buddy Mike Smith every once in a while. It seems like Mike Smith can do no wrong in Dave Tippett's eyes. So you're going to, yeah, Dave Tippett's going to come out there last night and say brutal mistake by Koskinen. Well, why didn't you say anything about Mike Smith, you know, shitting the bed against St. Louis last week? Or Or New Jersey. New Jersey uh, last week. Why didn't you say anything about your goaltending that night? I think there's some little bit of favoritism going on, to be honest with you. (laughs) Dave Tippett here. It's his old buddy. You know, they've been through the wars together, Mike Smith, going all the way back to when he was the head coach of the Arizona Coyotes. They won playoff games together, if you could believe that. Uh, Dave Tippett and Mike Smith in the late 2000s with that Arizona Coyotes team. Um, once in a while, look, it's not like Mike Smith's been light, has been terrific in between the pipes since he's come back from injury. Yet you couldn't wait to jump on and criticize publicly Koskinen for his mistake last night, but you couldn't do it when Mike Smith was terrible against New Jersey. He didn't say a word, not a peep, about Mike Smith when he was not good against the Devils or the Blues last week. That's the only thing I don't like. It's it's okay to go publicly and criticize the goaltender, but you got to be fair. There's been nights Mike Smith has deserved a little, hey, he's not good enough. He's got to be better, and we haven't heard anything from Dave Tippett uh, about Mike Smith in a negative light. And I think because he's you know he's been a good buddy of his going all the way back to Arizona, they've been through a lot together. Uh, these two guys and he's a he likes smith he's not going to rip him publicly but you got to be fair if you're going to do that to koskinen last night you got to do that to smith when he stinks and believe it or not he has stunk in a couple of these games since returning from the injury list uh, since the christmas break so that's the only issue i have he's what he said is 100 percent right about koskinen but if you're going to do that with koskinen rip him publicly like that you got to be able to do that with mike smith too when he ain't any good as well it's just not fair, in my opinion. It's not right. You know, it, it seems like you only rip the one goalie when he's bad, and you never say anything about the other goalie when he's bad. But nevertheless, Edmonton struggles continue, guys, and it's not going to get any easier. Look who's they look who they got on deck, Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, it just is uh, becoming a major, major worry right now. Look, Edmonton's still in a spot in the wild card, but, boy, they've got to get out of this quickly uh, because they play in a very – a difficult and rigorous Western conference. It's all kinds of issues, depth scoring. They're not drawing penalties, power play. Uh, they're not getting power plays. And when they don't get them, they don't score. The goaltending has been lackluster. A lot of issues right now with Edmonton. Uh, Jimmy, uh, did you have any thoughts on what we saw last night? And how, you should talk about the Rangers too. 
because this team's playing some great hockey. Look at the way they've played last two games, Jimmy, without Artemi Panarin. Two good wins. Yeah, I mean, look, the, Edmonton's not in a good place right now, and I agree with you. I mean, you got to you got to even even out the blame there and give it to Smith as well. And I, I wouldn't look. I, not that Koskinen was good by any means, but. I'd be more worried about the team in front of them right now. They just don't seem to have any emotion. And when things start to go bad early, they don't respond. There's no resilience there right now from this Edmonton Oilers team, including from their captain. Uh, And and the biggest telltale sign that this team is just not in a good place is when, you know, I forget who was it. Was it Jacob Truba who just basically manhandled Connor McDavid in front of the net and threw him down like a rag doll. And his teammates don't do anything. I think somebody, I forget it was, number 56, it, it, you know, jumps out. But doesn't it was Yamamoto. Much. Yeah. I mean, yeah Yamamoto. Like, we're the bigger guys. We're, where's the whole team? The whole team should be on Trouber after that. He should not walk off the ice after that. And, you know, that's not just the Oilers. I see it with a lot of teams right now. But that's a sign that there's, there's a lot of chemistry issues going on with this team right now. And they're going to have to find it quick or else I think Dave Tippett is going to be the one to pay the price. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors going around that Mike Babcock could come back to hockey and jump behind the bench there. I don't know if that's the best move for them, uh, considering, you know, he's been away from a while now. And I don't considering the way the game's gone and the younger generation and why Babcock was let go. Negative Toronto, stories about what he did. Yeah, what we heard players. after. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if him yeah. and Connor McDavid and younger guys like that are, are a great mix. He might be better off for a veteran-laden team, but – uh, you know, things are bad right now there and they, they got to figure it out, but it's not just the goalie. It, it, there's a lot worse oh, yeah. things going on for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, it is. I mean, the defensive play, it's too easy. I mean, that's the Rangers could add seven or eight goals last night. Yeah. There were some moments like they gave up the puck right in front of Koskinen in front of the net multiple times. And there was like a fan shot or someone passed instead of shot and they missed an opportunity to put the puck on net. I mean, they really there was a couple of those instances. Rangers let the Oilers off the hook for these egregious turnovers in their own zone. And they're very fortunate the Rangers didn't make them pay for it because Mm -hmm. their play with the puck and their puck management, which is a very popular phrase these days in hockey, if you wanted to grade their puck management last night, it was an F. Uh, for the Edmonton Oilers that, that it's, it was that bad right now. So, or last night in that game. So uh, disappointing for the Oilers and the struggles continue for them. Uh, Andrew, your thoughts on the uh, game last night? Well, my thoughts from a betting standpoint, I took two Edmonton goal scorers. So that, that didn't go very well. Uh, I had Connor McDavid over shots on goal. That went pretty well. Um, and I decided, you know, am I going to choose Chris Kreider or Mika Zibanejad for the shots on goal props? One guy had seven shots, and unfortunately, that's not the guy that I took. Uh, so from a betting standpoint, it wasn't a good night. Uh, but the Edmonton Oilers, look, it's kind of the same old story. There's no point in, in, in really, you know, to me, getting too, uh, you know, worked up about it because it's pretty much the same stuff we've seen. And I don't understand the – I mean, I don't really have a problem, I guess, with Tippett calling out his goalie that, like in that spot. But the problem is – the issue I have with it is that it's not like that was the only issue. It's not like it was a four-three hockey game and he let in the like the goal that Flurry allowed last year in the playoffs. Like no one's gonna call out Flurry, but like it's pretty obvious like Flurry kind of screwed them in that game against the Habs. But you know, I don't think that uh Koskinen screwed the Oilers last night. I think they screwed themselves. Um, you look at that team though, and you and you can really see that it's really back to what it it, it always was. And it's no depth. I always thought they were slowly getting there with more depth. But the funny thing is, look at the uh, the Hyman pickup. Before I was, I was like, "Hey, everybody, look how many goals you know Hyman has. Look at what he's doing for the Oilers." But you look at it, 
the Maple Leafs have like three or four players with a combined uh, salary that Hyman is making in one year. You know, it looks like it's, that was a great trade for them because they, they actually were able to accumulate some potential depth from that trade salary cap wise. So, yeah, it's rough uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. But, um, you know, as far as the coaching goes, I'm not really sure, so sure what can be changed. I mean, I always think it's so weird in the NHL. You see what happened with Travis Green getting let go. Bruce Boudreaux takes over. I was saying to you last week, Ian, I think that uh, there's only so much a coach can actually change. I think it's just a new voice in the room. Maybe they do need that. And uh, uh, Babcock is coaching the University of Saskatchewan. Um, so I'm sure he might want to get out of the university realm and get back to the big show. But Or maybe he's liking the university stuff. Who knows? But I'm sure <laughs> traveling on a, on a, a you know a team bus uh, from location to location is a little bit different than a private jet. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I think it's the same stuff every single time. You know, I, I'm, you know, I was on a podcast earlier talking about this where I said, it, are the Rangers that good or were the Oilers just that bad? And I think that we have to give credit to the Rangers as well. Yeah. But the Oilers did not did not play that well. And that's kind of the funny thing. Like, I'm sure, like, I, Jimmy, it sounds like you were disagreeing with me there. It seems like it's kind of funny because the headline should be, wow, this Rangers team is good. But instead, it's like, wow, this yeah. Oilers team sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought you were going to go the other way and, and, and just say it was the Oilers sucking. No, I completely agree with you. I think yeah. we do need to focus a little more on the Rangers there. And I know Ian's been high on them and, and you know, they're proving him right right now. But I think one of the biggest stories there, guys, is it was a few weeks ago before, even as recently as before I came down with COVID. So that was like right around Christmas Eve. So I remember reading a Larry Brooks column the Sunday before that saying how the Rangers were on the hunt for a new backup goalie and because Georgioff was so bad. And, and now look at him. I mean, he's playing just as good as, as they're a starter, right? I mean, he's, he's right there with them. And, and that's scary to think about, guys, because if they have two guys that can play number one caliber hockey right now, number one goalie caliber hockey, uh, that's going to be a tough team to beat down the stretch. And, and I could see them making some moves to improve themselves as well and adding some depth at the deadline. So, that's a scary team right now, guys. And, yeah. uh, you know, when you talk about depth, I, I think switching back to the Oilers, and you've mentioned it there, they just – their middle six is atrocious. It's just – it's this guy – like, I have no problem with their energy line. I think their energy line has been okay. They're where their fourth line, their grind line, whatever you want to call it. I have no problem with those guys. They're doing their job, but it's the middle six that are just like, where the hell are you? And yeah, Ryan Rashad just reported that McDavid might actually have COVID. Yeah, so, well, they, he uh, wasn't feeling well before the Rangers game. Remember, he skipped yeah. the um, yep. mm-hmm. game day skate. Morning yeah. skate. He was not present for that. Did not participate yeah. in it, leading people to believe maybe he wouldn't play. Uh, but later on, we found out he would. Yep, and and, and probably no Matthews tomorrow. So yeah, not a for Give sure with him. We'll, I mean, uh, right and now we'll, they say that this latest test came back negative. So yeah, yeah, um, we'll get. It's, to obvi- it's obviously a, probably a better chance he's not playing than he is. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to it with the Bruins too, guys, but I don't know if you saw uh, Jake DeBrusque was putting COVID protocol as well yeah. today, okay. which thinks because he had actually started, he was playing pretty good hockey lately. So yeah, he was, there's no doubt. Uh, he's perked up. He's played better. Uh, it was very, very cool that just recently he scored a goal with his dad calling the game, Louie, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. just recently. That was pretty, pretty amazing. It was pretty good to see the reaction from Louie there and uh, in the booth there. That was pretty, that was one of the games against Edmonton, of course. But uh, yeah, I mean, definitely um, they got, speaking of Edmonton, great segue. I mean, they've just got issues right now. They got Toronto coming up and we'll mm-hmm. see. And the Rangers deserve credit. I mean, this blue line for them, you t- that's why it's so frustrating for Edmonton. You look at their blue line and last night, 
they didn't play as good collectively. Slater Cuckoo is not very good, to be honest with you. That's why he's a depth defenseman. That's why he's been bounced around from team to team. Cody Ceci, uh, not exactly someone that's sturdy in his own end, turns the puck over a lot. And Duncan Keith, look, he's had a great career, but same thing with him. You can beat him with speed. He can turn the puck over at times as well. I mean, you look at blue liners, um, three, four, five, six for the Edmonton Oilers. There's a whole bunch of question marks and worry with those four defensemen right now. And it's exacerbated with no Clefbaum, who's not playing at all this year, and Chris Russell, who's currently injured, who's actually one of their better defensemen in his own zone with blocking shots, with positional play, uh, all of that stuff. Um, he's good at all of that. And right now you're not uh, don't have him either. So and then you look at the Ranger blue line and the way they've played. And I'm just singing the praises right now of everybody of Ryan Lindgren, a physical defenseman, good in his own end. Adam Fox, we know how amazing he's been a Norris Trophy uh, candidate. Keandre Miller, Jacob Truba's having a I think one of his better years so far. You know, their question marks with Libor Hayek. I like the way he played last night, and he's supposed to be their fifth, sixth defenseman. So. The Rangers blue line is definitely, when you look at the two teams last night, it's hard not to say Rangers have the better blue line at the moment and uh, playing like it. And Gerard Gallant, like I said on Twitter, guys, he's a winner. He is a winner. And, and he's made teams a winner everywhere he's been. Uh, and he's doing that right now with the New York Rangers as well. All right, let's go to Tuesday's card. We got eight games. Uh, we'll start with Calgary taking on Florida. Florida Panthers minus 140. Home favorites here. The total six uh, across the board in this game. Uh, two teams playing good hockey, three in a row coming out of the break uh, for the Florida Panthers. They beat the Rangers, the aforementioned Rangers, 4-3. They beat Tampa Bay, beat them down 9-3. Uh, but keep in mind, Tampa Bay had goaltending issues beyond belief going into that game. They were down to Legacy uh, in net, and he struggled uh, with Elliott and Vasilevsky out. Uh, and then, of course, they ended up uh, beating a depleted, outmanned, undermanned, whatever you want to call it, Montreal team. Uh, five to two uh, over the weekend, uh, but still three wins in a row for this Panthers team. We'll see if that carries over here. Calgary, uh, they've also had a couple of nice results coming out of the break, beating Seattle, beating Chicago. They've been very good on the road all season. We've talked about it, 13 and six on the road. I like both of these teams, but when you look at Florida coming into tonight, still without a couple key defensemen, Sam Reinhart's on the COVID-19 list, Carter Verhage is out potentially with an injury tonight in this game. Uh, Sam Bennett, of course, uh, he's still serving a three-game suspension, uh, which uh, carries over into the game tonight. Uh, so there's some key absences here for Florida. I like Calgary here at plus 120. It's just the price. They're playing good on the road. I like the way they've played on the road so far this year. Uh, Markstrom is uh, going to be a net for them. It looks like it'll probably be Bobrovsky. It is Bobrovsky for uh, Florida here uh, in this game. Uh, I like the price you can get with this Flames team and the way they're playing at the moment. So uh, I like Calgary here, plus 120. Over the total is probably the only way I could go from a total standpoint uh, at over six. I will have a bet on that as well. I mean, Florida trending over, Calgary trending over. It's hard to ignore that. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy? Fl uh, Panthers hosting the Flames. Guys, this is I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, both teams, it's two freight trains running into each other, it feels like right now. They're really finding their groove again. The one thing I look at, though, is no Bennett for, for Florida, and I, I think that hurts them, and I think he would have been really pretty motivated to face his former team who, you know, he wanted out for the longest time. He felt like he wasn't appreciated there. So now, you know, he would have gotten the chance to come in and uh, and just show them up, you know, show them up. So too bad for him and too bad for the Panthers. And I do think that plays a role there. It's a, it's a tough game to go right now. I'm going to go with the 
flames on the money line, but I'm 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 still it's not it's not a lot of units for me right now because I think this is a very evenly matched game. Yeah. I might pull back from that and just watch it as a fan, maybe do some live betting. But if you know you put a gun to my head right now, I'll go with the flames. I, I just like the way they're playing. And I also right now I'm feeling a lot more love for road teams. I don't know what it is, but I feel like uh, you know, these teams on road trips right now getting away from all the stress at home mm. and all the, the media and everything, you know, a lot of the media not traveling now with teams because of COVID. Uh, they seem to be more focused and more honed in on the game, except maybe for the Edmonton Oilers. But uh, other than that, yeah, I, I like the road teams a lot. So slight edge to the Flames here. Also wouldn't be surprised to see an OT here. I, I think it's going to be one hell of yep. a game. Yeah, the draw might be worth a sprinkle. I might even draw sprinkle the draw because it's going to be close. Like I, I see, I see four three Calgary personally. That's probably what I think. That mm-hmm. I might even sprinkle that as a final score prop, correct score prop. Uh, Calgary yeah. four, Florida three. Uh, I think that definitely could happen here. And I like Florida, but a Florida again a little bit more depleted than Calgary uh, coming into this game tonight. I mean, the uh, Flames are about as healthy as you could ask for. Uh, going into this hockey game tonight. They got all hands on deck. They played outstanding road games, two straight. Now, it's a step up in class, without a doubt, going from Chicago and Seattle to Florida. Uh, But I like that Calgary's playing well on the road. They're healthy. And I'm going to bank on the series history as well. Calgary's won seven of the last nine head-to-head against Florida uh, going into this game, including five of seven in Florida. Uh, Overs trended uh, that way as well, series history-wise. I believe uh, 10 and two in the last 12 meetings over between these two teams. So uh, floor, Calgary and over for me. Andrew, a uh, good game, though. What do you think, Andrew? Calgary, Florida. It should be a good game. Honestly, guys, you guys gave two picks there. I'm going to pass on this one uh, just with some guys being out of the lineup. I, I think I'm still trying to figure out Calgary if they're a buy or a sell team moving forward. So I, it's just a pass for me. Um, I, I, you know, opening number, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Give me the uh, give me the Panthers at this price. But you look at the way the Flames have been playing, the way that, you know, we know they can – uh, play defensively and then a couple mix in a couple key guys being out. But I talked about it. Uh, that quote for quote bye week, I started calling it. Some teens benefit off it. And I think the Florida Panthers will continue to benefit off that. They needed a reset. Some teams needed that little break. And I think it benefited the Florida Panthers. We'll see what happens tonight, but uh, it's a pass for me in this one, guys. All right. Nothing wrong with that. So uh, Jimmy and I like in Calgary. I'm on the over as well in this one. New Jersey and Boston. We've got Boston minus uh, up to minus 300 is starting to show up now uh, for the Bruins here as home favorites. Five and a half being the total here uh, in this game. Uh, There are some personnel issues to be aware of here. Uh, Jimmy said a moment ago, of course, Jake DeBrusque on COVID protocol. So he won't be in for tonight, but pretty much everyone else for the moment. Lazar is also, it looks like day to day for the uh, Bruins right now. Uh, at the moment due to an undisclosed injury, but it looks like everybody else for the Bruins is accounted for, should be on the ice. Linus Allmark confirmed as the goalie tonight for Boston. Uh, on the flip side here, you've got the uh, New Jersey Devils, who uh, I mentioned New Jersey actually a couple last couple shows that uh, they've been revitalized by this break uh, because they've come out of the break and they've won three straight, beating Buffalo, beating Edmonton, beating Washington. Uh, in overtime, 4-3, and they've been full marks. They've outshot all three teams. They've outplayed all three teams. This has been a very, very nice return to play since the break for the New Jersey Devils. They've played some solid hockey. Uh, Nico Heeshear stepped up. He scored twice in the game against Washington. There was some doubt about his status tonight, but I think he's, he's in for he's the uh, Devils. Uh, it looks like he's going to play. Dougie Hamilton's the one that's going to miss tonight. I think Nico's out, Ian. He's out? Yeah. Has that been updated? Let me just... Uh, Double check on that. 
Hold on, Nico. He's sheer. The line moved big time because uh, I know that for a fact because I was punching in a. Two they might team. not have updated it. Yeah, yeah, you're right I, on the. I was punching in a two-team parlay, uh, yeah. and the Bruins were one of them. Yeah. And this before I even got a chance to punch it in, right when I yeah. saw Nico was out, the line moved on me about ten cents. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, it's probably out. Yep, looks like a Nico. He's sheer. Dougie Hamilton, Jonathan Bernier. There you go. Uh, well, Bernier's season's over. They're just announcing that he needs surgery, so he's out for the year. Yeah, he's sheer. Lower body. Did you see who else? Uh, Sharon, Gov- Sharon Govich. Sharon and, Govich. Uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So they, they are short-handed. That's a shame because – I was actually I was making the Devils in this game before all that happened. I was, exactly. 100% yeah. right. I thought I mean, it was a good I, spot for them. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, now you got to pump the brakes a little bit here. Uh, in this game. But uh, one thing we talked about with New Jersey, they have been a tough out for the Bruins uh, mm-hmm. a lot in the last, mm-hmm. you know, I would say last calendar year, they were a tough out. Just look at last year, you know, actually in the head to head, we've got New Jersey right now, five and three in the last eight meetings against Boston. They have always been a thorn in the side of the Bruins. And of course they're playing better hockey out of the break. So yeah, I was absolutely going to take a, 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 a shot on the plus Big plus price here with the New Jersey Devils. But now when you don't have Sharon Govich, now when you don't have Heeshear, you pump there. I'm still going to bet it for something. This price is ludicrous, to be quite honest with you, on Boston this high. Boston's not that good right now to be dominant at this price against anybody. Just isn't uh, with the Bruins. I know they played Detroit well, but they nearly lost to Buffalo in this building uh, on Saturday. Uh, let's not mm-hmm. forget that. Uh, it's just not a team that should be minus 300. Uh, at the moment. So, yeah, I, I don't like seeing Sharon Govich and Hamilton and uh, Heeshear all out. Uh, it's going to put a lot more on the plate of Hughes. It's going to put a lot more on the plate of Jesper Bratt. Uh, guys, uh, players like that who have actually played quite well lately for the uh, Devils. See if they can do more. We'll see if Pavel Zaka, another one that's capable he's, uh, in terms of providing some offense. Uh, certainly uh, Andreas Janssen has, Dawson Mercer has as well lately, a little bit as well. So if you want to be safer, uh, Benjamin in the chat, yeah, Devils plus one and a half, minus 110. I like that because I I think it's a close game either way, even with the absences for the Devils. So yeah, at this price, it's a small piece of New Jersey, very tiny bet now with the injuries. Uh, The over, certainly I would lean that way too. Devils have been playing that way since the uh, trade or since the Christmas break. Um, Boston still defensively, ah, still up and down. They have a good game against Detroit, but not so good against Buffalo. Uh, five and a half is all you're looking at here in terms of a total for this game. Three of the last four meetings have gone over. So uh, I do still like that, even with the absences for New Jersey, over five and a half here, along with a small piece of the Devils here. Uh, Jimmy, uh, New Jersey, Boston. Yeah, I kind of like that plus one and a half as well. I mean, I, like I said, I, I didn't like the Bruins at all in this game. I think that changes things a bit. It's going to be interesting to see how Jersey adapts on the fly here, but they have been playing better hockey overall. So you got to think they're feeling pretty good about themselves, but I'm going to stay away from the side right now, guys, and just look at this over. I got two plays on the total there. I'm going to go Alex style into a first period over. Cause man, you can get some value on that at minus minus one fifteen. I'm looking at that's pretty damn good considering the defenses that are involved in this game. And then I'm going to take that over five and a half as well. All right, yeah, uh, over five. Again, you're missing some key offensive pieces here for the Devils, so that's the one concern, but uh, five and a half even money, again, with the especially the way the Devils have played. Uh, they've played a lot of uh, up and down the ice uh, trade chances kind of hockey. I don't know if they want to keep playing that way, but it's working they for them. They might tighten up because of the injuries, you're right. but They might, yeah, that's always the concern. So like I say, all the injuries, have, I was 
to be honest with you, coming into the, the, the show here this morning, certainly, yeah. New Jersey and over were both going to be two of my stronger opinions on this oh, card. Coming. And yeah. now they're lukewarm. That's that's where we're at now with everything going on. Andrew, what do you think here? Devils and Bruins. We've definitely seen some movement. Like I said, it's unbelievable. And and look, you you hate kind of that feeling you get when you're the one behind these big favorites. Um, but I'll say it right now. I've got Boston Bruins money line, Winnipeg Jets money line. Put those two together, you get minus 105. Um, I, I think it's a chalky night tonight. You know, we have seen some of those nights where a majority of the favorites hit. And the problem is people are trying to get cute with the minus one and a half or our alternatives or the, you know, team totals. And sometimes that can kind of backfire on you. So I don't always do this. I'm on this show uh, most days. And I think it's been at least a couple weeks since I've mentioned it to team parlay. Uh, and I have locked it in. Look, the devils, the thing is with them, they play well as a unit. You know, you take out a few key guys. I think that, and I'm always someone that says hockey of all sports, you miss one player. Hey, there's four lines out there. I think with a team like the devils, you take out a few guys like Dougie, like Nico, and it does hurt them um, more than maybe other teams might be affected by it. And uh, you know, the Bruins need to get going here. I think they're, I think they're going to pick up some steam and, Three, three, not just one or two, three good wins for the Devils in a row. Um, I think the Bruins spoil that party here and, and get a win. So obviously they're massive favorites. I've tied in the Winnipeg Jets. They're playing the Coyotes tonight. Uh, I feel like the Winnipeg Jets should get going, but they got to keep you know getting healthier and um, start scoring themselves. Obviously we'll jump into that game, but um, that's my play here. Minus 105 at DraftKings, uh, the two-teamer, uh, Winnipeg uh, and Boston. All right, so going with a, a two-team uh, money line parlay of a couple of the bigger chalk on the board tonight, uh, Bruins and the uh, Jets. All right, we have Tampa Bay-Columbus, another big chalk uh, price here. Tampa Bay, minus 230, uh, road favorites here, six the total uh, in this game uh, tonight. Jackets and, uh, and Lightning. Of course, Tampa Bay needs a win here. They've all of a sudden lost three straight, uh, three of the four coming out of the uh, Christmas break. The only win was against the uh, AHL uh, squad that is the Montreal Canadiens right now. Uh, that's the only win for uh, Tampa Bay following the break. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, they got crushed by Florida 9-3, although uh, they were down to Maxime Legacy and Nett didn't play well. Uh, they weren't good in front of him either, but he really didn't play well. He was fighting the puck. And then they lose back-to-back to the Rangers. 4-3 uh, uh, in a shootout. Brian Elliott was in net that night. Uh, and, of course, um, Four nothing shutout loss to the Rangers Sunday afternoon with Vasilevsky back uh, off COVID protocol, uh, and so the Tampa Bay Lightning definitely in need of a uh, victory here. Uh, I'm on two different bets here. I'm on Tampa Bay team total over three and a half uh, minus 120. I like that. I think they're going to light up Jonas Corposalo, who's going to be a net here. Uh, and by the way, Blue Jackets Tarasov. Uh, is not going to be available for this game, and Elvis Merzlikens has a lower body injury. And Jonas Corposalo hasn't been on the ice for a while. He's coming in off COVID protocol list. He's the only goalie available tonight uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, and his numbers this year, 3.8 goals against, 891 save percentage. Not good uh, whatsoever for him. So this is a double up over for me. It's a full game over six. This is a Tampa Bay specifically, team total uh, over three and a half as well. After three straight losses, uh, take it to this Columbus team. We know this Columbus defense can be a sieve. At times, just look at what happened Saturday afternoon against the Carolina Hurricanes. No lead is safe. 4 nothing lead, not even safe uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Seven unanswered goals 
for Carolina in that game. And uh, poor, the young kid, Daniil Tarasov, you feel bad for him. He just got hung out to dry in that game uh, by the Jackets' porous blue line in front of him. Uh, and this 7-4 to four comeback win for Carolina in that game. So for me, this is a double up. Lightning team total, full game over for me uh, in this one. Jimmy, uh, Tampa, Columbus. Yeah, I mean, you look at this, like Tampa's got to turn around sooner or later here, right, guys? And they're getting some guys back. Uh, and I think that loss the other night for Columbus, where they just completely choked against Carolina, I think that was demoralizing for them because they seem to have come out of the gate a different team. And then all of a sudden, they just, that happens. And it's like, ugh, okay, we're still Columbus. So I was I, chatting I, with you thinking I was counting that as a loss. Right? Carolina remember, yeah, I, I had Columbus. I, I thought that was no way Congrats to you. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm liking uh, my first Jimmy Puck line of, Janu- of uh, 2022 here. I'm going to go with Tampa minus one and a half. There it is. I think we need a noisemaker. Or something. <laughs> first, Jimmy Puck line on the board uh, for 2022. There you go. Tampa Bay. Uh, I think it's a good choice too. Tampa Bay minus one and a half here uh, at uh, uh, plus uh, 110. It looks like. Yeah. Plus 110 is what we're looking at here for a uh, Tampa Bay puck line uh, in this one. Certainly it's the ultimate spot where it's not only a team that should have full focus for this Columbus team tonight after three straight losses, but certainly the defense and the goaltending is just a mess right now for the Jackets. The perfect tonic for maybe the Lightning to get back on track here tonight. Andrew, uh, Lightning and Blue Jackets. Yeah, I'm going with the team total three and a half just to kind of take Columbus out of the picture. But uh, I feel the exact same way that both you guys do. I think it's a good game here for for Tampa. And, you know, when I was doing a show earlier, someone's pointed this out. And, we're, you know, we're talking about the fact that COVID is affecting these guys, even if you're athletes. You know, remember what happened with Vaughn Miller and all these players? Uh, you're just because, you, you know, these guys work out every day. They're in one of the best physical shapes in the world. These guys like Vasilevsky, what happened with him? You know, he was quarantined. You're getting out of quarantine. How much practice do they really have? How many, you know, pucks exactly. are getting shot at them this, between the time that they're out of quarantine and the time the puck drops for their very first game? Because let's not forget, this is a, is a business. These guys are paying you. These guys want you out there. You know, you're the best guy on the ice. You know, the option they think that you're going to give them. So uh, I think that... Uh, the panic button I saw from people on Twitter kind of mocking Tampa Bay. I thought it was kind of funny. I had a little bit of fun with it myself. Um, but back-to-back losses against a talented New York Rangers team is nothing to get too upset about. The Columbus Blue Jackets have been actually a shockingly over team uh, over the past little while anyway. And now I'm just going to, instead of taking the full game over, just pick one team to get their team total over. And that's Tampa Bay. I got it minus 115 over three and a half. Yeah, it's not... First of all, Corpus Allo's numbers aren't good this year. Their 3.8 goals against average and a below 900 save percentage is just not good whatsoever. And then you compound that with he hasn't been on the ice for several days. He hasn't even been, you know, in practice or, you know, I think maybe today at the morning skate, he'll face a little bit of rubber. That's it. You know, so he has not been in a situation where he's really participated in any practices or team drills uh, or anything like that prior to today. So, not only a guy that's had a tough season, struggled, fought the puck all season, Corpus Salo, but now uh, Rusty as well, because he just hasn't been on the ice very much the last uh, several days going on a week. So uh, definitely it feels like it's a perfect recipe for Tampa Bay to find the back of the net early uh, and often uh, here in this game tonight. All right, San Jose, Detroit. We've got Detroit minus 120, uh, home favorites, five and a half the total here uh, in this game. Uh do we get concerned about James Reimer a little bit? That's a legitimate question. 
Uh, we've seen three starts from him. Now, the one start was against Philly. He played actually pretty solid there, 3-2 win in overtime. But the other two, my goodness, uh, seven goals allowed to Arizona. Uh, and the Sharks win that game 8-7. Uh, and then a crazy game with Pittsburgh uh, on Sunday, 8-5. to I'm telling you what, San Jose was down 6-1, and they made it 6-5. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh doing their best impression to give that game away. We don't want it. You guys take it. Uh, but Pittsburgh ended up hanging on for an 8-5 win in that one. So Reimer, all of a sudden, two of the last three starts been real uh, ugly uh, for the uh, former Toronto Maple Leaf, uh, James Reimer, and former Carolina Hurricanes. So we'll see if he uh, can turn it around a little bit here tonight. I'm still of the belief that when you look at this Sharks team moving forward, they're not going to be able to replicate, you know, the 17 and 16 overall record. Like, I don't think they're going to be above 500 in their next 33 games like they are now. Like, they're 17 and 16 right now. I'm willing to say that in their next 33 games, they will not be an above 500 hockey team. I, I just don't think they will. I think there's just, I think the Kings are a little bit better than them. I certainly think the Ducks are a little bit better than them. And I think you're going to see it slip a little bit here for this Sharks team, especially now we're seeing James Reimer starting to struggle. And I don't have a great deal of faith in Aiden Hill uh, behind him in that. And by the way, a couple key absences here tonight uh, for the uh, Sharks, Kevin LeBanc, Logan Couture, uh, both out for this game tonight. Uh, Detroit uh, looking to uh, get their first win following the Christmas break. They lost 3-1 at home to Washington, 5-1 at home uh, to Boston. They go on the road for a road trip after this it, through the West Coast. They do the California road trip, Anaheim, L.A., and then I think San Jose uh, after that. This is an important game for Detroit to try to bounce back, and I think they catch a Red Wings team a little bit vulnerable and right for the picking at the moment with what I've seen from them. And again, only a 500 team on the road, a slightly better home record for San Jose. I like the Wings here. Uh, at even money here in this game. I think they get back on track here, get the win. Like I said, I've not liked what I've seen, certainly in the defensive zone from San Jose uh, since the break. And I think Detroit might be able to get out of a, a, the pizza box tonight, uh, Little Caesars Arena, uh, with a victory here at home uh, to snap the little two-game skid since the break. And let's be honest, Washington and Boston were the two losses. So no shame in either one. Pretty solid teams, both of them. Uh, no Couture, no LeBanc for San Jose. So I like Detroit here at around even money, minus 115, minus 120 uh, with the Red Wings. Jimmy, uh, what do you like, if anything, here, San Jose, Detroit? I'm liking San Jose in this. I I'm going to go the other way there and take that value because, look, like you said, they they turned that game around uh, against the Penguins there and re really took it to them in the second half of that game. And I, I think they can carry that over. And this is a team that – I'll admit, has beaten me too many times, and I've underestimated them, and they've shown an ability to bounce back there. I don't like where Chicago's at right now, uh, just the way that, that their defense looks a, a bit of a mess there. I know they were missing their goalies for a bit, but but still, I don't like the way the team-wide defense is going right now. Give me the underdogs on the road here. All right, like in San Jose here uh, in this one. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of both of these teams, you know, their they're, they're good nights are pretty good, and That's their bad skeleton. nights can look really bad. <laughs> Uh, that's what it is with both of these teams at times this year. What I like about Detroit is you talk about teams all across the league that are riddled with absences due to COVID and other injuries. They're relatively healthy for the most part, Detroit, uh, compared to other teams. So let's hope that helps them to a, a victory here. A Andrew, what do you think, Sharks and Red Wings? I'm on the over in this one here, guys. I, I look at uh, San Jose. I mean, I think it kind of speaks for itself, the amount of goals they've allowed in some games recently. Uh, some of the track meets they've played in. But you look at Detroit, uh, for them, I, I think that they're they're due to score. And which team, I mean, I, I shouldn't, even, I hate using that due factor, but 
they do have some young key pieces that, and they're creating a lot. They're just not finishing right now. Uh, and I think San Jose is a good team that can do that against. So, look, you guys are on opposite sides. I'm just cheering on goals. I think from both parts, we'll see some defensive mistakes and some sloppiness. Uh, and I think this should be a six, not a six, not a five and a half here. So, because of the five and a half, because of the amount of goals both teams are allowing right now, I feel like they can do it to each other and get me over the five and a half. Yeah. Uh, like I say, I, I said coming out of the Christmas break, I think it was our first show back. I'm going to pick on San Jose a little bit as in bet against them. And uh, I've been, I did it with Pittsburgh on Sunday and uh, we'll go back to the well here again with this one, Andrew Lycan goals. It's, I, I'm not going to talk anyone in any game right now. Yeah, don't bet an over at five and a half right now uh, with what we've seen in this league where again, uh, even after last night's under with the Oilers and the Rangers, we're talking 23 and 12 to the over. That's the full game over 23 and 12 to the over since the Christmas break uh, ended. That's what we're at. That's where we're at. 23 and 12 to the over in the NHL league wide full game overs, 23 and 12 since the Christmas break. Uh, so that's and guys, that has, that has so much to do with COVID. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. It's just, there's too much in and out of the lineup right now and shuffling lines and deep pairings. And, and back- the breakdowns defensively communication gaps, yeah. gaps with the puck. Yep. And don't underestimate guys that the, the loss of Mario Ferraro to COVID for the San Jose Sharks there. I, I think that has a lot to do with what we're seeing from them allowing so many goals. That defense revolves around him. He is their leader out there. He is like a second captain on that team. So uh, don't don't underestimate that. And that's that's probably going to be the case with them. It's going to be kind of a up-and-down type game with them, back and forth. So definitely lean to the over with Sharks games until he comes back into the lineup. Yeah, and definitely like that's the most alarming thing, I think, for the boogeyman uh, is that uh, the defense has just been what it's been uh, for the Sharks since uh, they returned from the uh, Christmas uh, break. All right, we go to Colorado, Chicago now. Colorado minus 240 uh, road favorites, six the total here, shaded uh, to the under here uh, in this game. Uh, when you look at it for uh, Chicago, they've clearly had, I mean, they've had tons of issues with their goaltending. They have not had Marc-Andre Fleury or Kevin Lankin and healthy or available to them, uh, but that changes tonight. Marc-Andre Fleury is off protocol uh, for the Blackhawks, and he will be starting uh, in net for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. How, how sharp is he going to be, though? Because, again, we talked about this with Corpusalo, Vasilevsky, right? First game off protocol for him. He wasn't that great in the shutout loss to the Rangers. Those first game b- back for these goalies off the protocol list when they haven't been on the ice very much during that time, it's a worry. It's a concern. And that's probably something you have here for Flurry uh, for Chicago in this game tonight uh, against uh, obviously an avalanche team that's maybe not the team you want to play uh, when you're uh, been off for such a long time uh, like he has. And a Colorado team that uh, continues to just light it up uh, in the first game back from the break. They beat Anaheim 4-2. to two. Uh, still had a bunch of actually Gibson played very well, or else it could have been more than that uh, for Colorado. Chicago, we've seen since the break, they've gone 0-3. So, you know, definitely I don't want any part of Chicago here. And Flurry, we don't know what we're going to get from him uh, here tonight. This is another team total for me, uh, three and a half over for Colorado uh, in this one. Uh, that makes a ton of sense to me. I mean, a Colorado team total over three and a half minus 130. And here's Colorado the last several games, uh, four, four, three, seven, 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 five, <laughs> four. Uh, you know, they've been getting four goals, uh, I believe, seven or eight of the last 10 games. So they were good for four. I don't know if we're going to get Fleury's best here tonight. Uh, again, just because of the situation. He hasn't been on the ice much during his time in COVID protocol. 
could be a negative for him tonight uh, against this avalanche team. So just going to look at the team total here over three and a half for Colorado, Jimmy uh, abs and Blackhawks. Yeah. Well, just quickly on Florida. I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. I, I think we might be in for a little mediocre stretch, so to speak going forward with Florida, because guys I'm hearing just, you know, had a lot of time to be texting with people and, uh, you know, digging up some intel over the last couple of weeks when I was home with COVID. And I, I'm telling you, his name's really buzzing out there right now. And obviously, you know, you're going to hear him linked to the Oilers there with their goaltending issues. But I would look at the team they're playing tonight. Uh, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised when the next time these guys play, he, he might he might be on the other side there. Um, and I wonder with this trade chatter picking up and, and, you know, let's face it, we never thought Chicago was a playoff team. They're going to probably hover, you know, in that middle ground right below the wild cards there. Um, you know, as things go up and down and then that stuff starts to circulate around the media and social media, you wonder how much it affects them on the ice. So it's going to be really interesting to watch him uh, going forward here as we really get into the grind. And, and also the amount of games they're going to play. I mean, every yeah. team is really going to be grinded to the to the ice in the next month or two uh, with all these games to make up. So. Uh, very interesting to see how he reacts. As for this game, guys, I like, I'm doing another Jimmy puck line, but I'm also going to take the abs, uh, in the first period there as well. You can get some great value in minus a half there. And then also give me the first period over in this game too. So there you go. That's a Jimmy puck line, Colorado minus one and a half. Uh, you can find that right now at plus, uh, one Oh five, uh, with the uh, puck line, uh, first period puck line as well, which is plus plus one twenty five, And also like in the first period over, uh, in this uh, game as well, which is minus 135. So three uh, recommendations there for Jimmy with Colorado, Chicago. Uh, and now Pavel Zaka out for New Jersey as well, says uh, someone in our chat. I'm sure he's correct. I would think he is. So, yeah, it's getting worse for New Jersey in terms of who's not playing tonight. So, yeah, uh, that's disappointing, man. That really is um, just, uh, making me like the Devils less and less the more I hear another guy being out uh, for them. Uh, Andrew, Colorado and Chicago. Yeah, I mean, as far as that goes, Ian, it, it, you can just sometimes tell by just the movement. I mean, yesterday yeah. uh, you saw with the Steelers game, I, I don't think it was only just the the Big Ben last game news, that, but a lot of people thought that was the only reason why the steam came in. But it's crazy right now, the Bruins, all the steam coming in. It's getting a little bit too ridiculous. It's it's well past 300 now. It was <laughs> like 250 at one point, and now it's like 310. So. I don't know. I don't know if the Bruins should be minus. Say, Derek Hughes playing, playing for New Bruins Jersey guys. tonight was pretty damn good and playing pretty damn good lately, too. Yeah. So, Yeah, if you're that confident in the Bruins, which I'm not, but if you are, you might then look at a minus two and a half or something. I yeah. mean, because that's the only time you're going to start to get value. And I haven't even looked at it. Maybe you're not even getting it there now, but yeah, I, it's just really not a lot. Maybe your first period uh, with yep. the Bruins. Maybe, yeah. the, maybe Jersey's discombobulated because all the last-minute changes – and they come out and have a shitty first period. Who knows? But like I, I said, I part I put the Bruins and the and the Jets together. Yeah, and, and it made do minus it on their own at all. I yeah. highly suggest against. Yes, them. yes, yes. You'll <laughs> murder your bankroll with one wager. Uh, but but I like just the in gen- this just the over in general here, guys. Over six, and I if you get it now, it's plus one hundred and five between the Hawks uh, and the Avalanche. And this this isn't a bet that's um, you know a knock on Flurry coming back as much as just the skill we've seen from the Colorado Avalanche. And if you take a look at, at this, uh, the injury list for the Colorado Avalanche, do you guys remember when it was a grocery list for half the season we've had so far or three quarters of the season? This was like a, almost like an eight man IR uh, for the entire season. It felt like so far, this is a team that's finally getting healthier. Now uh, Val Nachushkin is questionable for tonight. I believe we will see him. So 
you'll see a team that's a lot more healthy, but you're still seeing a team like Colorado playing with plenty of pace. And Chicago, well, when they play against teams like that, they tend to do well too. So I think they're going to get theirs. Um, I'm not sure they're going to win. I do like Colorado to win the game. Um, but I think uh, I've kind of turned the corner a little bit from the team total to just taking the full game over six. Uh, and if I like Colorado, maybe I'll tie it into something else. But I think we'll see goals on both parts tonight. All right. Like an over, I, I lean over six as well. I mean, definitely. I mean, you look at the Chicago, all of a sudden they've uh, trended that way in three straight. Colorado's certainly been that way. Uh, six, three, and one over in their last 10, three, one, and one over the last five head to heads with these two teams. So, a lot of things pointing over. I lean with hope full game over. I probably will bet full game over as well for a little smaller for me than the team total. Uh, again, you might think, geez, with all these bets, Ian, how do you determine what's bigger, what's smaller? I have a 0.25 unit, 0.5 unit, one unit scale. So, and, and I just vary the unit size per bet. So I think this one's a little bit stronger. So I go one unit instead of 0.5 units. So I think this one's not a, a decent bet, but a little bit better than the small bet. So it's a 0.5 unit instead of a 0.25 unit bet. That's the way I gauge it daily. And that's so, the way to do it if you're a high yeah. volume guy like you are. Exactly. Regimented with the bankroll management. No question. And you have to be. You're right when you're high volume. All right, Winnipeg, Arizona. This will be the last game we break down with Andrew because he's got to run uh, after this. Uh, we got Winnipeg minus 215 uh, road favorites, five and a half the total in this one. Uh, I'll just be brief here. I'm on the Jets in regulation, minus 140, minus 140. I got minus 140. It's up to minus 145. I still like it. Uh, There's a bet on team, I think, with Dave Lowry. I was impressed with the win at Vegas, even though Vegas was shorthanded. Uh, they beat St. Louis, a Blues team that's playing great. Let's not forget before the COVID pause and the break, Winnipeg beat St. Louis at home in Dave Lowry's second game uh, behind the bench after Paul Marie stepped down. I like the way they're playing. They're attacking more. I'm riding Winnipeg over five and a half here again. I've talked about Winnipeg overs ad nauseum. It was the best bet on Sunday for me. Uh, the Jets and the Golden Knights over the total. Jets are an over team. Lowry wants them to push, 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 push. Move the puck up and down the ice. Get the transition game going. Crash the front of the net. That's Dave Lowry, the way he coaches. It's the way he's coached at junior. It's the way he coached the World Junior Canadian team and the World Junior Hockey Championship a year or two ago. It was a attack-minded mentality, and that's what he wants here for Winnipeg, and they played that way. Tons of pace, tons of chances, uh, and great flow in their games. I think that continues here, and I think Winnipeg has a point to prove. Arizona stole one against Winnipeg earlier this year when Karel Vamelka stood on his head in that game. I think the Jets pay them back. I like them in regulation, and I'm riding Winnipeg over once again. Five and a half, no-brainer for me that I'm, I'm going to take the over here in this game uh, with the uh, Jets and the uh, Coyotes. Uh, Andrew, we'll go to you first on this one because I know you got to go in a couple minutes. And also talk, too, about the um, Philly-Anaheim-Nashville-Vegas games. Give your thoughts on that, those two games as well, before you uh, scoot. Uh, what do you think here of these last three games? Yeah, real quick. I mean, look, it's very easy for us to come on here pretty much every show and say we're going to fade Arizona, but uh, I don't see any reason not to do it again today. Uh, just like Ian's saying, and Winnipeg, you look at them in the standings right now, that central is a very, very, very competitive division. I was looking at it today, um, and I think that they have something to prove. I think Colorado's going to move up big time in that division. The Wild, look at the Nashville. Uh, the Predators are in second in that division. I don't think that lasts. I actually locked in a wager today plus 270 Nashville to miss the playoffs. And in order for that to happen, I need some of these other teams to start getting some wins. Um, I think that Winnipeg gets going here. And to your point, Ian, I think that the Winnipeg under team that we saw in years past, I think that is history. I think they're a faster paced team now. 
It's made them better. I think we're starting to see more defensemen jump into the rush. And albeit it can kind of cause turnover sometimes, I feel like that has helped them out, especially with the way hockey's turned into, guys. Right now, especially the pond hockey we're seeing, uh, you can't win games scoring two, three goals right now. It seems like you need to get over that that bump. So um, I like Winnipeg in regulation just like you do, like I mentioned. Um, I have tied them into a few different two-teamers tonight. Um, I, I rarely go, you know, with the three or four. That's, that's getting a little bit crazy. Um, tonight, uh, I posted in the, that, the live chat there, um, you can find a decent one with Colorado, Boston, and Winnipeg, like plus 170, something like that. But I have tied Winnipeg and Boston together, like I said, at minus 105. Um, what was the next the next game? Uh, the Flyers Indiana. and Ducks. So this yep. is an interesting one because um, yesterday I kind of made a futures day for me. I, I gave out a bunch of future wagers and released them. And one of the ones I gave out was the Ducks to not make the playoffs. And unfortunately, that was like plus 112 last week. I, it's already up to like 135 minus 140. Still liked it um, just because I feel like they fall off big time in that division. I feel like, the, you know, they have reached their peak almost. Um, you know, but the thing is that the mix of young guys and, and the vets have done really well for them. Um, and, but I look at this Flyers team. They're starting to get some guys back. They're going to be in, getting into a groove. They're a team I might want to bet on the future. The Ducks are going to team I want to fade moving forwards, but just not tonight. Uh, so as much as I bet on the Ducks to miss the playoffs uh, and I want them to lose, I don't think that happens tonight. I feel like they actually get the win tonight. I feel like Philadelphia, maybe in a game or two, you start looking at them. Carter Hart starting to settle back in between the pipes. I like to see kind of some cohesion uh, and the players kind of get right back into the pipes, um, you know, a couple games, not just the first game back. So, um, I'm looking at the Ducks and the Predators goal. The Knights game was kind of a pass for me. I kind of lean goals just because of the season history between these two teams and, and Predators right now are scoring goals at nauseum. We do have injuries for the Vegas Golden Knights, not just one, but several, um, but they do have depth. So we'll see if those guys can step up and score. Um, maybe if I see a five and a half or an in-game spot, I'll jump in. But uh, for me, guys, that's pretty much it. Uh, best bet on the show. We're going to look for the over in Blackhawks and Colorado six at plus one Oh five. There you go. How about that? Five minutes. And he gave you the three th- thoughts on the final three games and the best bet. There you go. Uh, getting it done in a timely manner there for Anders. There you go. Best bet, Colorado, Chicago. Uh, he likes uh, well, Winnipeg in the parlay for against Arizona. Uh, leans Anaheim and leans little to the over in the Nashville Vegas game, but nothing strong uh, in those three. Like in Colorado. Balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in Colorado, Chicago over for his best bet. Uh, yeah, Andrew has to run, uh, so we'll let him go now. Uh, thanks, Andrew, guys. great stuff as always, and thanks for joining us. We'll see, see you Andrew. tomorrow. See you, Jimmy. See you, in. All right, there he is, Andrew McGinnis. All right, Jimmy, we'll get your thoughts on Winnipeg, Arizona. Like I said, it's been, for me, taking overs with Winnipeg under Lowry. It's amazing how uh, they are playing with just, you know, the, the north-south transition game. You're just getting the defense to offense going. I mean, they are playing just faster. Like they, they did, they played reasonably that fast under Maurice in terms of wanting to really push, but nothing like we've seen in the first couple games here under Dave Lowry. So that's the way he wants to play, and they're uh, listening to what the way the coach the way the coach wants them to play. Yeah, I totally agree, and that's why I've got about three plays on this. Uh, Ian, I'm going to take that first period over. I'm going to take the over total, and I'm going to take the team total over for the Winnipeg Jets in this. Go. Yeah, I don't so really like value it. that much on the on the uh, on the line on the on the play there and who will win. Like, I, I think Winnipeg wins, but you never know. Sometimes they might let up. The I don't want to go near that right now. 
Yeah, I might even add the Jets team total over as well, even though I didn't mention that because uh, I like the full game over five and a half and Jets in regulation. I still might end up going with the uh, Jets team total as well. Like Vimelka, plus they've now seen Vimelka once and he stoned them. He was just absolutely incredible. It was the game of his lifetime. And we've seen Vimelka make two starts since he had that 46 save shutout against Winnipeg. And he gave up seven to Vegas, five to Philadelphia uh, in the other two starts. So talk about crashing back down to earth. Uh, one hit wonder, uh, if you will, potentially. Uh, in uh, Karel Vamelka. So uh, definitely uh, a situation where uh, you're looking at the uh, Jets should be able to have better success. I, I'd, I'd, I'd be shocked if, they, if he gets a shutout tonight against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Let's put it that way, like he did the last time yeah. he faced them. All right, Philadelphia, Anaheim. We've got Anaheim minus 120 to minus 130 home favorites, five and a half the total. You know, I kind of lean to Philly just because of how Anaheim's slumping, but the concern for me is Carter Hart's back in net. And it's not that I don't have confidence in him. It's that he hasn't played in a while. It's the mm-hmm. same thing we've talked about a running theme on this show today. And on this Tuesday slate with flurry for Chicago, for Corpus Salo with Columbus. I mean, with these guys being removed from COVID protocol and now playing their first game, you're not sure how sharp and how in sync they're going to be uh, in that first start. So that would be the one concern here for me with Philly. And uh, they're off two straight losses as well to the Sharks and the Kings uh, on this current road trip. So they need a victory here to uh, end the road trip at 500, two and two before they head back home to face Pittsburgh here uh, in this game. Uh, another thing that concerns me too, the uh, center ice in, uh, depletion for Philadelphia a little bit. Not that uh, Anaheim is healthy. They've got uh, concerns too. They're also a little ravaged at center. Henrique, Zegras, Getzlaff. Derek Grant. And for the Flyers, you've got Sean Couturier, Nate Thompson, Derek Broussard, uh, all centers that are injured right now and out or out for them uh, at the moment. So you got depleted center ice positions uh, for both squads tonight, the Flyers and the Ducks. So it's a lean Flyers at the price, but uh, I'm going to end up passing. Jimmy, Philly, and Anaheim. I'm exact same. Maybe a lean to the Flyers, but pretty much a Jimmy pass here. All right. We got Nashville, Vegas, final game on the slate here. Uh, (laughs) I'll tell you what, Vegas opened minus 150 uh, in this game against Nashville. It's even money right now, minus 110. A slew of Nashville uh, money has come in, and now we're talking Mm. even money here in this game. Five and a half was the total. Uh, There's only a couple that have five and a half. It's moved to six, uh, the total in this game, uh, in the majority of spots. This is another definitely a play to the over I would look at here uh, in this game if I were to get involved in it. Nashville has come out of the break with three straight overs, and they've scored three, three, and six, three-plus goals in every game out of the break uh, for the Nashville Predators. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, they're one of the teams in the NHL, and we've seen it coming out of the break here for the Golden Knights, that even with no patch already and even with no Mark Stone, this team still somehow finds ways to score. I mean, the the depth that we've seen for the Golden Knights, it's been impressive. They beat LA six to three. They beat Anaheim three to one. Um, they lose in overtime to Winnipeg five four, but they rallied from a four two deficit. And this is all without you know two guys that have been just mm. behemoths for them this year up front uh, on their top line, Pacioretty and Stone. Why are they still scoring? Marcia So Smith and Carlson are playing well. Nicholas Waugh is playing well. Uh, Dodonov has chipped in. Stevenson's been good. Matthias Janmark gets on the scoreboard the other night. I mean, they've just got their other forwards stepping up, and you can do that when you have depth, which the Golden Knights certainly have shown because we've actually seen other instances this year, Jimmy, where they've been without Pacioretty, they've been without Stone, 
and they've still found ways to win. They've still found ways to find offense and put the puck in the net. And they're doing yeah. that again right now in this stretch of games without Pacioretty and Stone once again. So I think they can do that the same here at home. You can usually count on Vegas, regardless of who's in the lineup to score. You look at their recent home games, three against Philly, six against Minnesota, three against Tampa, three against Anaheim, four against Winnipeg. I mean, when's the last time Vegas did not score at least three goals uh, in a home game? It's been a while. So if they get to three, I think Nashville can get to three because keep in mind, Vegas is going to turn to Logan Thompson uh, in net, uh, called up from uh, Henderson, uh, the Silver Aces uh, in the uh, American Hockey League. Uh, He will be making the start here tonight for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights because of the fact, of course, uh, Robin Leonard uh, is currently a day-to-day for them. So he's unavailable uh, for the uh, Golden Knights tonight. So they'll be turning to uh, Thompson in between the pipes. And they didn't go with Brossois tonight, which is interesting because Brossois didn't exactly play great uh, against his former team, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, on Sunday. So they're going to go with Logan Thompson. Uh, again, it's his first start this year at the NHL level for Vegas. And in the AHL, he's got a 2.53 goals against average in 18 starts and 929 save percentage. So not bad numbers down there. But again, you're talking about that jump from the AHL to the NHL. Could be a little bit of a learning curve here. I'll be honest, though, with all the money that's come in on Nashville here, Man, this price looks very, very low and cheap and mm-hmm. tempting for Vegas, to be quite honest with you. We're talking about awful loss to Winnipeg. I know they're without Pacioretty and Stone, but and I know Nashville's definitely exceeded my expectations, Jimmy, but even money at home with Vegas is hard to pass up with you know just what this team has shown, their ability to still bounce back, win games, still be able to get offense mm-hmm. without Pacioretty and Stone. So I'm probably going to have a small bet on Vegas, but the bet I like more is the over here. It's still five and a half, by the way, at bet online, a couple other spots, uh, six at other spots, but either five and a half or six, I do endorse uh, the over here between uh, the Predators and the Golden Knights. Jimmy, uh, what do you like here, Nashville, Vegas? Well, you know, it was, it was an interesting, uh, maybe an accidental segue by you when you were talking about Anaheim and how depleted they are up the middle. And then you started to talk about Vegas and how they're hurting on the wing. Well, that's the difference there. You can hurt on the wing and still get by. And, yeah. and, and that's why we've talked about this numerous times in this show, man, that the real Stanley Cup contenders are deep up the middle. That's where the Stanley Cup is won, and obviously between the pipes as well. But, I mean, if you can roll out three to four centers uh, that are quality guys that are maybe top six, six guys on most teams in the NHL, like the Vegas Golden Knights can, then you're going to survive these tough times when other guys are out. And I think that's why they're doing that. So I'm with you. I mean, it's tough to resist that value. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a small play on Vegas, and I'm gonna be like you. I'm gonna go a little bigger though on the over here, as well. And uh, yeah, but I mean, I just I think that's why Vegas is able to to withstand these obstacles that have, have come upon them lately. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, incre- they've just got and again. And wait Jack they- Eichel coming, by the way. So <laughs> I say that a million times, and it's so true. Wait till they get They're him gonna be back. Scary, dude. scary. I'm, absolutely. Uh, no question about that. So interesting game. Vegas still 11-8 and eight here on their home ice this year. Uh, we'll see if they can keep that rolling here. In terms of a series history with these two teams, uh, you know, Vegas has won three straight head-to-head for the last five uh, against Nashville uh, as well. We'll see if they can uh, keep that going. It's just, look, I, to me, it's just when I look at where the price is now compared to where it was, to me, it's just difficult to say, yeah, bet Nashville now at minus 110 when you could have had plus 130 against a Vegas team that even though there's no Pacioretty and Stone, it's a, still a team that's shown they've got depth. 
They're off a loss, frustrating loss. They don't want to lose two in a row at home. They lost to Winnipeg in overtime on Sunday. Uh, I think that the values now shifted to the Golden Knights, even with the absence of Pacioretty uh, and Stone in my mind. So I will have a small play on that and also looking over here with Nashville Vegas. But it's a good game to uh, wrap up uh, the Tuesday night card. All right, that is the Tuesday card. Before we get to best bets from Jimmy and I, of course, we heard Andrew's best bet. Uh, already as well and i'll repeat that at the end of the show when we do best bets before we get to that we want to remind you about DraftKings sportsbook the great partners of us here at the ice guys and the hockey podcast network uh, a no-brainer offer courtesy of DraftKings sportsbook that will make you a winner when one shot gets past either goalie new customers can bet just one dollar on any nhl game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores no more ties, of course, in the NHL the last 16 years, so you know someone's got to score. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN all week long at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, best bets to wrap up the Tuesday show. Much better that uh, we've got a bigger slate, a big slate, and a lot of games to choose from. One of the uh, b- busier cards in a while. Obviously, we've had lots of postponements, so it's nice to see uh, a day like this where you've got eight games uh, on the docket. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. What do you like for your Tuesday best bet? Well, I got to say, too, yeah, it did feel well to wake up and see that list of games that were still scheduled and then check back right before this show and see that they were all still there. We haven't had that feeling in a while. Uh, and, and going forward, guys, too, you know, if if they can maintain it and contain it as best they can, you know, I'm told when they start to make up some of those games in February uh, that we're going to see some day hockey in the middle of the week, guys. So we're going to have a little pre-March Madness uh, feeling going with hockey. Uh, yeah, fact, work from home. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah. so get excited for that. But as far as my best bet tonight, I'm going to go with that uh, Tampa puck line, guys. I, I just think it, it's a great spot for them. Um, I, I really don't like how Tampa looked in the second half of that game. I mean, how Columbus looked in the second half of that previous game. And I think Tampa's due to really bust out right now. They know it, and they need to they need to make a statement tonight. So give me that. All right, there you go. Jimmy Puck line, Tampa Bay. Uh, minus one and a half, plus 110 for uh, Jimmy with his uh, best bet. Reminds me of that silly pop song from a few years ago. And you got to do the work, 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 work. You can work from home. Oh, oh, uh, you can work from home. Oh, oh. That's what we're going to do uh, when they play hockey yeah. uh, during uh, the Olympic break. We're going to work. Everybody, work from home. Say, you know what, if you got an office job or something, say, no, it's hockey going on. Uh, during the week, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, those I'll bowl games day. got me through some rough days uh, laying yeah. in bed uh, recently. So it's nice to have some sports on in the day. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. So uh, yeah, if that's true, Jimmy, and I've got no reason to doubt it, that would be awesome to have yeah. games Monday that's through Friday. They're, basically, the they're going to do like they did in the first two rounds of the bubble there, eh? That's yeah. what, I've, what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, looking forward to that if that indeed ends up being the uh, case. But uh, Jimmy going with Tampa puck line. Uh, boy, this is a tough night to uh, for a best bet. Lots of good 
uh, options, lots of good choices for me uh, in the game tonight. Uh, let's see. Um, let's go with uh, let, let's do it again with Winnipeg. I mean, it's been good with this this team uh, and these overs with them. Uh, I've talked about it. They're playing faster, even faster mm-hmm. with Dave Lowry. They want to make they've he's emphasized north south transition game. He's emphasized crash the net, look for loose pucks, look for loose change, make life difficult for the opposing goaltenders and the opposing defensemen. And they've lived up to that so far. Uh, playing with pace, you're only getting a five and a half. And I'm willing to bet Karel Vamelka does not give up zero goals tonight uh, against the uh, Winnipeg Jets like he did the last time uh, he faced them. We'll go with Winnipeg, Arizona, over five and a half, minus 120 at DraftKings. Uh, that is going to be my best bet for this uh, Tuesday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the ch- on the YouTube chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out if you haven't already. Uh, we appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, Download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis, who, by the way, his best bet, Colorado, Chicago, over six. Uh, Alex B. Smith, by the way, who are open to have him back probably next week. He did send in a play for tonight. He likes Philadelphia Anaheim over one and a half in the first period uh, of that game. So Flyers Ducks over one and a half first period for Alex uh, on the card tonight. And uh, looking forward to having Alex back uh, with us here uh, on the show once again. But for Jimmy Murphy, for Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.